0: It's time for another holiday hot mess episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason. So get ready to follow us in merry measure as we tell you some tales of Yuletide treasure straight out of the Christmas closet. (music)
1: Keeping the Old Tide Gay with Gason, or
0: as my friends call me Jason. You can call me Jason too. You can call me Gason. It's fine. We have got another Christmassy-filled episode for you today. We're going to discuss three of Santa's sleigh-riding helpers in our festive fun fact. Mrs. Claus is cooking up a hot chocolate accessory. Ned has two big dills to talk about. We'll see if the tiny tree is a classic or not-so-classic Christmas special, and we are going to meet another one of Santa and Gason's helpers. That's right, we have a new face, or really for you all, voice, joining the cast. And just as a reminder, our show is not for younger listeners, as we may sometimes use some naughty language and discuss some adult things that could definitely land us on Santa's naughty list. Well, let's get on with the show and start things off With our festive fun fact.
1: Now listen, my children, and you shall hear a story fantastic, a story so queer. It's all about Santa and his helpers three. There's Hard Rock and Coco and Joe. Well,
0: hello, my holiday elves. As you remember in the last episode, And the episode before that, we started discussing Centaur Productions versions of Frosty the Snowman and Susie Snowflake. And how they air every holiday season on WGN-TV Chicago and WJAC-TV in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. However, there is a third short that is attached with these two. It's, It's the final piece of the trilogy. And that short is called Hard Rock Cocoa and Joe. So in this episode, our festive fun fact is going to wrap up discussing Hard Rock, Coco, and
1: Joe. The Coco and he him
0: the so the title of the short is Hard Rock, Coco, and Joe, The Three Little Dwarfs. Uh, It was a stop-motion animated cartoon based on a song written by Stuart Hamblin, of the same name. And it's about three of Santa Claus helpers who all ride. Yes, they actually ride on Santa's sleigh each Christmas Eve. And it, of course, follows Susie Snowflake and Frosty being filmed in black and white. Now, as I mentioned before, this was created by Centaur Productions back in 1951. Utilizing the stop motion talents of Hua Ming Cheng, and the whole cartoon honestly is less than three minutes. It's very short, super cute. Now, as the song tells us about each of the little helpers, it starts off by talking about Hard Rock, who drives Santa's sleigh. I'm gonna make a pause real quick in this. The Santa for this stop motion does come across like a super creep. Not gonna lie, he's super creepy. Uh, Anyway, so, Hard Rock drives Santa's sleigh and also mines the reindeer. So, while Santa's delivering presents, it's Hard Rock's job to keep the reindeer in check. Coco, uh, the other dwarf, navigates with maps. So, that's kind of why he's along for the ride, because he's helping Santa make all the stops that he needs to make. And according to the song, Santa has no need for the third helper, Joe. But he takes him because he loves him so one of the funniest things is that joe who is literally the smallest of the three helpers and looks very young has the deepest bass voice
1: I'm I'm Coco. I'm joe.
0: now the cartoon reminds children to go to sleep early because you don't know when they're gonna arrive but you may hear the laughter of the three helpers as the sleigh flies overhead so we want to make sure that we get in bed so that we can get our presents from Santa. Now, with this um, show, like I said, it's very short. It's less than three minutes. It's super cute. I will have links to all three, just like in previous episodes, so you can check out Centaur Productions' version of Frosty the Snowman, uh, my new favorite, Susie Snowflake, and the silly and yet creepy Santa version of Hard Rock, Coco, and Joe. So check the show notes at the end of the episode. You can uh, find a YouTube link for all three shows. Check them out, let me know what you think about them. I think they're all super cute. And I actually plan to add them into my holiday viewing season uh, every year going forward. Now, um, you can actually purchase the DVD set of these specials from the Museum of Broadcast Communication. However, right now they are sadly out of stock. So, for now, thankfully, we just have YouTube. Do you have any other festive fun facts you'd like to hear about? If you do, let me know. Send me an email at keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com. Oh, the old
1: lady, old lady I
0: Well, the sounds of sherry being poured lets us know it's time to head back to the Christmas kitchen for Mrs. Claus's tasty treats for your holiday fun times. Cheers. Well, I don't care, Mitzi. Literally, it's all your one job is. I tell you, every month, we know what day we're recording. I've got the ingredients list and the list of the things that we need. And you can't do that. Don't you I don't even know who you think you're talking to, Missy. I haven't even finished filling out your evaluation, but I'm going to tell you right now, with your attitude, you'll be lucky working for Keebler. I don't understand. I said put a pan out on the... Hello, dear listeners. We're back. I'm so happy you're back in my kitchen with me once again. You know, we're only three months away from Christmas
1: Eve. Mm.
0: You know, it's so funny. Everything is coming up, Monty. Yes, you know, we've received so much feedback about Monty the Elf. Asking, oh, Mrs. C, could you have him back? Well, trust me, we will. Monty's family has so many great recipes. They really do, you know. Well, here's the thing I want to let you all know, you know, things are starting to really pick up around here. It's September. Yes. I remember last year I said things are picking up. We're starting to get all of our candies and other treats made as well as, you know, a lot of other things that we have to do here in the kitchen is we have to plan all the meals. Yes. But here is the thing. We've got to create extra meals for all the extra shifts uh, that the elves will be taking on. You know because we do a lot of overtime up here we do we're not going to let them starve we got a lot to do yes anyway so what i thought about it was you know sometimes you all get super busy too yeah so i thought well why don't we do a quick unique little treat for when guests stop by for some hot cocoa it's starting. Fall is almost here. Uh, for, for some of you, it's been a little chilly already, you know, but we start to have Halloween parties and we have bonfires. Mm, I was known to be a bit of a bonfire dancer in my day. <laughs> That's a story for another time. So today, what I thought we would make is Mrs. C's marshmallow dippies. That's right. I, you know I love a marshmallow. But these are called Mrs. C's Marshmallow Dippies for today's tasty treat for your holiday fun times. Uh, now, this is actually the easiest recipe I think we've done. All you've got to do is uh, have a couple of ingredients ready to go. And really, you don't even have to do the work. You can make your guests do the work. And this treat probably takes about 10 minutes at the most. So with this recipe, uh, this one makes about 10 servings. And like I said, it's very easy to make. So you're probably like, what is a marshmallow dippy? Well, sometimes we want to spice up our cocoa. And I'm not talking about with the liquor like my sister, Christmas Carol, no. But yes, if you want to put booze in your cocoa, go right ahead. I'm, I'm not the one to tell you not to. No, I'm not. So for your ingredients today, uh, sorry I just hit the microphone, you're got to need 10 candy canes because again it makes 10 servants. Now let Mrs. C be a bit honest with you, you can use any type of candy cane you want, okay? It does not have to be peppermint, but remember peppermint and cocoa go hand in hand, it's like peanut butter and jelly, alright? So you know peppermint is probably the best, but you know there's all kinds of flavors of candy canes out there and that's okay too. Now, the size of the candy cane honestly is going to depend on the size of the cocoa. If you're doing smaller mugs of cocoa, you probably want to use a mini candy cane. If you're doing a larger cup, probably use a larger candy cane. So it's kind of up to you. Uh, but the marshmallows that we need are going to be the regular chunky size marshmallows, not the minis. OK, we're using the big ones and you need ten marshmallows. And then you're going to need a cup and a half of chocolate chips melted and then you're going to take a couple of candy canes and you're going to crush them up and then of course any other decorations you would like to have on so you know some sprinkles or something like that uh, for this i've got uh, i've got red sprinkles and green sprinkles and even some of those rainbow uh, little ball parasail things so i've got quite a bit of things here to make this because what you're doing honestly is just taking a, a candy cane and a marshmallow and you cover it all right that's a, it's a pretty simple thing So again, all you have to do is have all the ingredients laid out, melt your chocolate for your friends, and you can actually have them make their own marshmallow dippy, and you can sit back and have a glass of sherry. Now, our kitchen tools today is you're going to need some parchment paper, uh, a cookie sheet, a small mixing spoon, some measuring cups, uh, a, a small microwavable bowl because we're going old school and throw it in the microwave, um, a couple of small mixing bowls for you to dip your dippies into to cover them with your cheaty candies, and of course a cotton board and a ziplock bag, right? That's what you need. And you're going to need something to crush up some candy canes, so we do. Uh, Mrs. Claus uses her favorite tool, the rolling pin. Well now, we got to start with step one, and I'm pretty sure you all know what step one is. And if you don't, so and it's your first episode, this is where we get ourselves a little drinky drink. Now for me, we all know I like a little bit of sherry. That's right. So here we go. Let's fold up our glasses. Mm. All the way to the top. We don't stop till it reaches the top. (laughs) Oh dear. Okay. And of course, we've got to toast to our success. Now, this one was sent in. It's a little bit naughty, but I like it. So, it it was sent in by listener Pamela. So, this one is May all your ups and downs be under the covers. Okay, well, let's clinky clinky our glasses,
1: everybody. Bottoms up.
0: Mm. Oh, it's the way that it hits the lips. That first taste of sherry just really makes things all the better. Mm, It really does. It really does. Okay, let's start with what we're actually here to do. So, whew, the first thing you got to do is line your cookie sheet with your parchment paper because it's going to be easier to get the marshmallow, uh, the marshmallow dippies off of it versus putting them directly on the pan. And now it's a notes shock. A certain little, little elf here can't do her damn job. So give me one moment. I thought we were ready, but we're not. I apologize. All right. So I've got my pan, and I've got to line it with some parchment paper, now listen, every kitchen should have parchment paper, alright, before you start anything, especially with the holidays coming up, you want to have as much parchment paper on hand, it just makes your life a lot easier, trust me. Okay. Now what we're going to do is we're going to take our marshmallows and we're going to sit them upright. We're going to pick out 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. Mm. Now, I love marshmallows, you know I do. that. why they're in a ton of my recipes. In fact, I think we should take a sip for every marshmallow, but we won't right now. We're going to do it during the break, all right? We'll have 10 sips of drinky drink. Okay, now we've got our marshmallows out. Now, I unwrapped my candy canes before I started just to make it easier because it's uh, we all know unwrapping candy canes is a huge pain. So, you're simply going to take your candy cane, and you're going to take the straight end, not the hook, the straight end, and put it through the top of the mellow, but don't push it all the way out, okay? So you don't want it to go all the way through, you just want it to sit on the top, right? On the top. Okay. And we're going to do that for each of the marshmallows. Now I know there is those huge, large marshmallows that you can get too, the smoothest kind. That would be fun for a good cup of cocoa too. So, you know, you could have all of those. All right, so we're going to finish those up, knock out all of that. And uh, the reason we want to put the marshmallow at the bottom is so that you can also use the candy cane hook to hang on your cup. Mmm, you didn't think about that, did you? Now, the next thing we've got to do this is actually pretty simple but what I like to do is when I open up a box of candy canes I like to find the broken ones and I put all the broken ones in a little special bag and there that way I can use them for uh toppings or you know whatever I would need some mashed candy cane for so I'm putting some broken ones in the ziploc here oh this is my favorite part Now we know sometimes during the holiday season we might get a little bit stressed and that's okay. Take it out in your bacon. It'll taste better. I trust me on this. So we're going to place our candy canes in our Ziploc bag and we're going to take our rolling pin. And you can either, you know, roll over them like so, but I don't think that's fun enough. So I just like to beat the hell out of them. You don't want any big chunks. Ooh, almost got my finger. You would have had a lot of cousin name. That last one was being a bit of a tricker. Okay. So we've got our bag of freshly cut up candies. And now we're going to take one of our little bowls and we're simply just going to pour it in there, yes. Oh, it smells so
1: wonderful. <laughs>
0: okay now the next thing we've got to do is get our chocolate chips ready so remember you're gonna take a cup and a half of chocolate chips melted we're going to put them in a bowl and we're going to simply just put them in the microwave for a few moments be careful not to over you know over melt But we've got that going. While we've got that going, there's a couple of things that we can do. We're going to go ahead and prep. Now, have out as many little bowls as you think you're going to need for the toppings you're going to offer. So like I said, I've got some green um, sprinkles. We've got some red sprinkles. We've got some rainbow sprinkles. And I'm just shaking them in the bowl. You might want to even just rip the top off. It's probably easier. Get my green ones out. Shake, shake, shake. Go. Okay, it looks like the the chocolate chips aren't quite as melted as I want because we want to be able to dip uh, the marshmallow into the chocolate. All right, we'll put it on for a little bit longer. Get our non barrels here. And if you like a lot of chocolate, you can also go ahead and have out a bit of uh, chocolate chips too, because you can, you can put a chocolate chip on your melted chocolate. No one's telling you not to. All right, you can do what you want. Whatever kinds of things you think people will like. So I just put out a little bit of those as well. I think we're almost there, but probably not yet. I'll give this... Oh, yes. This is perfect. So I'm just stirring up the chocolate melted chips here. Mm, that smells delicious. Don't know what it is about melted chocolate. All right, now comes the fun part. And again, you can have your guests do this, your friends, or you can do it for them, you know, but this is a good thing for the little ones to do, uh, as long as the chocolate's not too hot, it'll burn their little hands. So, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to dip the bottom of each marshmallow in the chocolate and then roll it round in your, your toppins. yes. It's pretty easy to do too, so you just dip it in. I give it what I call the Mrs. Claus Shake. Yes, I move my hips at the same time. Because you know the hips don't lie. <laughs> so I've got it on there. I think for this first one, I'm going to do it in my peppermints. So i will just... You just mix it in there. Get it. Get that chocolate nice and coated with the peppermints. And then what you're going to do is you're going to set it aside on your on your your uh, parchment paper and it will um solid up and we're going to tell about a faster way to do that so i'm working on the second one and i think with this one we're going to do some of those little pair of bowls you know mm, that looks delicious oh that's going to be nice and candy coated um, we've got this one. I think we're going to go ahead and do some sprinkles on it. Yes, we are. Oh, that's beautiful! Absolutely beautiful! Very Christmassy. You could, you know, you can get uh, orange sprinkles and, and black sprinkles too for the Halloween season, or any other holiday that you want. You know, if you want to do this any other time that you're going to be having some cocoa. That one looks beautiful. As I'm doing this, and I I've with this number four, I think on this time, we're just going to put some chocolate chips on it. Yes. Nothing wrong with a little extra chocolate. If you want, I bet you could even probably put on there, uh, maybe a tiny Reese's peanut butter cup. (laughs) Got the hiccups getting excited. As I'm making the rest of these, I thought for a moment we might talk a little bit about elf schooling because we've mentioned it lately on the show a couple of times. you know Ned was taking some courses and some in some and um, doing some work and I don't know what Mitsy thinks she's doing, but she's doing something. So anyway, I, you know because I did in a, a few episodes ago get an email from from a young Amy who said, Mrs. C, what do elves learn in school? So there's actually many subjects, you know, and before I continue, I've got to have another sip. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Okay, so um, there are many subjects that they learn, you know, in primary school. They, of course, learn the alphabet.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mm, I may have
0: had some sherry before we started. Anyway, elves are just like humans. You know, they start with a version of kindergarten. And once they finish primary and middle school, they begin to take a very serious interest in their studies. Because you see, elves age a lot faster than normal human beings, right? Because they're elves. So, you know, if you think about it like this, there's a certain rock star that partied way too hard. And looks like he's 95, but he's still in his 20s. I'm not going to say who it is, but you can figure it out. Anyway, when elves leave middle school, they're actually old enough to go to apprenticeship school. And here they decide where they want to work and whether it's in the field of science or engineering, that's where they become toy makers or toy designers, culinary arts where they work with me. Hmm. Mitzi, Uh, You know, they might decide to do um, child psychology or animal science or supply chain management. You know, there's business administration, aviation, and of course, Mitzi's favorite, human resources. Anyway, they work as an apprentice in their various fields for uh, roughly 50 years before they graduate onto their actual career. Mm Mm-hmm. So you see, it takes a lot to be one of Santa's elves. Now, here's the thing. If they can't graduate or complete their apprenticeship here, well, that doesn't mean they failed. It just means that, you know, Santa's workshop isn't the right fit for some. Uh, Most of them will then actually head off to other companies like, you know, Bacon Cookies in a Tree, or maybe uh, go into a shoe company and designing shoes. Or some of them are born with stars in their eyes and head off to Hollywood for movie roles. And we've seen a few of our friends there, yes. So that gives you a little bit of an idea about elf culture. There's a lot to know about the elves. I could do podcast after podcast about the elves. And maybe I will. Maybe I'll start talking a little bit. Or bring back some of my favorite guest elves to come in and talk a little bit more about elf culture. Alright, now listen. I've got all my dippies done. I hope you've got your dippy done. What we're going to do with the dippies is we're going to take the cookie sheet, we're going to put it in the refrigerator for 10 minutes so that it firms them up. Because we love love a, a firm dippy. Yes, we do. Everyone likes a firm dippy. So I'm going to put them in the refrigerator and I'll be right back in 10 minutes. Get your sherry on now. And we're back. You know, I I did the dippy challenge. I made it up while I was waiting. I took a sip of sherry for every dippy I made. Today, I thought about doing it for every dippy I've ever made, but we'd have another accident like we did the last time when Nottingham had to come in and help out old Mrs. C. Anyway, we've got our dippies out of the fridge. They're firm up. Yes, we like a firm dippy. Now, all you got to do is take your hot cocoa, put your dippy in and swirl around, and it'll melt the chocolate, making it extra chocolatey, giving you that extra little sugar taste, or if you've put in the the one with the candy canes, it'll make it a peppermint cocoa. And you can hang your dippy on the side. Yes, you can. I'm going to put my dippy in right now. Oh, look at that, it's melting so quickly. <laughs> Everybody loves a dippy. Okay, uh, now, just a quick thought, though. If you need help making a recipe for hot chocolate, remember way back in episode 8, you can go back to episode 8 of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason, I taught you how to make made hot chocolate. Yes, yeah, so you can go back to that episode and listen for the Who Made Hot Chocolate. Well, everyone, we're wrapping up. That's right. We've got stuff to do. So, until next... Ah! Oh, dear. Until next time. Merry Christmas and happy treat tasting I'm really excited to introduce the newest member of our Holigay family. And I thought, well, I could do a little interview with her, but I love her so much. I just wanted her to come on and talk about herself.
1: Um, hello,
0: my name is Mrs. Lebring Nesbitt. I'm really confused as to why I've even been on this podcast. Apparently, Gason reached out to Mrs. C and Santa and said, Hey, is there anyone who could talk about books? And Santa said, Yeah, we got a a librarian at the poll. I've lived here for eons and eons with my husband, Joey, of course. And I said, Joey, they want me to be on a podcast with a Gason guy. I don't even understand what they want me to talk about something about romantic holiday books and I thought okay well I can do that I don't know so here I am I don't even know what I'm doing I hit the button and they said just go it's not a lot of direction I don't even know what's happening up here anyway they said okay go do what you want to do talk about what you want to talk about here I am again I don't even know if I'm going to be on every episode who knows what's going to happen I don't but my name is Mrs. Nesbitt, or Lorraine, or Lorraine Nesbitt. But I prefer Mrs. Nesbitt. Like I said, I've been a librarian for, for well, all of my life, honestly. I can't even remember. You know, I, I remember when I first learned to read, and I just kept reading books, and my parents were getting mad. They were like, we can't keep enough books in the house, Lorraine. And I said, well, I don't know what to do. I just like to read. So, you know, then when I found out that you could make a career, out of of reading books at a library I thought my god I found my joy I am going to be a librarian and that's what I did I worked at the library in my local town until one Christmas when a very special couple came in and they said hey we love that you're putting on all these Christmas book programs for the kids but not just them you made this whole section for the whole LGBTQ plus community and the kids in that community. That's pretty amazing. So we got to talking over Coco. And that's when they told me, they said they'd been watching me for years. And I thought, my God, Lorraine, you've got stalkers. But then I realized, you know, it was Santa and Mrs. C. And they said, we want you to come to the poll. We want to have a library at the pole. You get to create your own library, Lorraine. And I thought, my God, what am I going to do? So I said, well, I've got to talk it over with my husband, Joey. I don't know if he wants to move to the cold. He hates the cold. So I went home and I said, okay, how am I going to do this? Because I really want to do it. And I thought, all right, I'm going to make him some cannolis tonight. It's his favorite meal. He'll enjoy it, I bet. So I made the cannolis. And I said, Joey, let me tell you about the people I met today. And he said, Lorraine, always talking. And I said, Joey, let me finish my story. So I tells him, and he sits there very quiet like, and he says, Lorraine, we gotta go. I said, Joey, what are we gonna do? What are you gonna do? You're too big to be an elf. And he said, Lorraine, I'm a plumber. I guarantee they get clogged pipes at the pool. So we came. And now he's a plumber at the pole. Yeah, (laughs) that's how it worked out. And they let me build this entire library. It was amazing. I got to order all kinds of books from all over the world. Languages I've never even learned before. But suddenly, it was like I had all this knowledge. I don't even know where it came from. And I talked to Mrs. C and she said, That's Santa's magic, dear. And I thought, My God, it's amazing. I got to buy books on magical creatures and elves. You have no idea what's going on up here. There's elves and fairies and narwhals and all kinds of things. So anyway, I guess I'm getting a segment on the show. I don't know. We'll see how well it goes. It could be pretty awful. Who knows? I don't. Maybe you do. But anyway, they want me to talk about holiday books. And I thought, okay, I can do that. I know about books. So, I said, okay, uh, do I get to pick the book? And they said, yeah. And I said, great. And I thought, well, you know, should my first book be about uh, some kind of holiday Christmas romance? And I thought, you know what, Lorraine? No, because you're not getting your book show on until the October episode. So, you know what you should do, Lorraine? You should do maybe like a paranormal holiday mystery. Well, that it's a little hard to find, but I did find a book called First Time with the Gay Vampire by Mark Pace. And that's what I'm going to talk about. I haven't read it yet. Doesn't look like it's very long. But it's about a guy who's an athletic hunk in his 20s. And he doesn't know how good looking he is. Ain't that the truth? Joey doesn't know how good looking he is. <laughs> anyway, apparently this guy goes to a vampire bar. And has apparently been waiting to fall in love with a vampire or something. And that's what it's about. I don't know if it's going to be good. It could be awful. But I'm going to tell you about it. It could, be, it could be exciting. It could be boring. It could be erotic. Oh my god. I don't even know if I could talk to Joey about it being erotic. But the cover's certainly nice to look at. So anyway, make sure you come back next episode... So, I could tell you about my first time with the gay vampire. Not mine, it's the name of the book. I don't even have a tagline. Just remember my name's Mrs. Nesbitt, Lorraine, but I like to be called Mrs. Nesbitt. Over and out. I don't know what I'm doing. welcome back to another classic or in most cases not so classic christmas special review with me and one of my holiday guesty bestie co-host this being september it's of course the birthday queen herself kristen
2: welcome that's to me
1: the,
0: welcome to the christmas show again you were on a year ago and
2: last week and last week,
0: <laughs> and last week on, the, on the gabby with gason show mm-hmm. and last time we did a christmas special review it was the Cranberry Cranberry
2: Christmas got it (laughs) Mm-hmm It's in a little Cranberry bog town Yes
0: We learned what a bog was Do you remember I had to look it up And and see what a bog was So This time I gave you Three amazing choices Just based on the titles alone I never tell anybody What the show's about Most of the time I don't even know What it's about And this time You chose The tiny tree
2: I thought it sounded cute (laughs)
0: Um So this was produced and aired uh, on MB- by and on NBC in 1975. And it was directed and written by Chuck Couch. Do you know Chuck no. Couch? No. <laughs> you,
2: get, you have talked about different animation styles too, like claymation. And I don't know what any of that means. I just thought the title sounded cute. Well,
0: so uh, Chuck, we're going to be on a first name basis. Oh. Uh, he wrote one of my favorite cartoons as a kid.
2: He Man?
0: No, it was not He Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo. It was a special spin off of Scooby Doo with just Scooby, Shaggy, and Daphne and I and I think Scrappy was in it too. And they um Scooby accidentally opened up an ancient evil chest that let out 13 of the world's most evilest ghosts. And they had to work with Vincent Van Gool, who was uh, voiced by the one and only Vincent Price. And it was amazing, and I love it.
2: Wasn't Trapta one of those evil ghosts? No, she was Mm. not. (laughs) (laughs) She should have been.
0: And then he also wrote Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. Do you know who Captain Caveman
2: is? No. Oh my gosh.
0: I feel very
2: judged right now.
0: (laughs) But he is most famously known for assisting with the writing of the 1942 Walt Disney classic Bambi.
2: Oh, I know that one.
0: <laughs> good. Good.
2: <laughs> I so know that one.
0: learning about that said, okay, great. I'm going to have a higher level of expectation for this show. Um, which we're going to talk about. Cause
2: it's seemingly by someone who knows what they're doing or Correct. is at least a little experience. Yeah. A little experience. Which I is don't know. I Barry liked. Manilow was in our last one.
0: That's, that's true. The whole thing. I know, but I think Barry just got a check. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about the voice acting. Uh, I only knew one of these people, but then once I started reading about them, I was super surprised. So the narrator who plays the character Squire Badger, this is an all-animal cast except mm-hmm. for like a human. Um, He is most notably known for playing on the show Gunsmoke and Barnaby Jones. But I know him, and you may if you've ever watched any of these old episodes on TV. He was Jed Clampett on the Beverly Hillbillies. So he was hmm. like the father in the Beverly Hillbillies. He's the one that was out shooting at some mm-hmm. whatever and up bump the bubbling goo. I don't know how the song goes.
2: I... Great question. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember seeing the granny in the rocking chair oh, riding on top of all the stuff. What a, what a I am cosplay. always fascinated that... That would be a great cosplay. Yeah. Um, I did see uh, through social media this weekend um, a cosplay of someone dressed up as Mrs. Doubtfire. and she was like, "I well, I don't know if the person was played like who was underneath it, but she, meaning Mrs. Doubtfire, was uh, like dancing with this little kid, Aww. but like had on the shoes, the purse, the big fake boobs. Oh it, was I it was great. It was great
0: cosplay, as Mrs. Doubtfire."
2: I'm always fascinated that one person does multiple voices. It's
0: amazing, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh. I love it. I love it. It happened on He-Man, too, in She-Ra. It did. Um, I believe you. I want to talk about my favorite character in the show, which was Turtle. I don't think he was Mr. Turtle. I think he was just just called Turtle. Turtle. Yeah. Uh, Turtle was voiced by Paul Winchell, and I know you know who Paul Winchell is. Um,
2: You think I know who Paul Winchell is? (laughs)
0: So, Paul Winchell was the original voice of Gargamel on the Smurfs back in the oh, 80s. Oh, okay. He okay. was also Zummy Gummy in the Disney's Gummy Bears. He voiced Dick Dastardly in all of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, but he's most famously known as Winnie the Pooh's bouncing friend, Tigger. Tigger okay. And he voiced Tigger up until he passed away in 2005.
2: That's so cute. He's I know Tigger. Wister-
0: I knew you knew Tigger. <laughs> isn't this crazy like the talent it is. so far yeah, yeah then we have but Frank. but this is
2: all like pre this bigger good stuff right
0: um yes well no some of this was after that those pre things so okay. um then we have frank welker who i have talked about frank a lot on uh other episodes of the christmas podcast for sure uh he plays the ground mr groundhog mr beaver mr mole uh he's also cartoon royalty because he is the voice of scooby-doo and fred uh, wow is, we
2: really do have quite the lineup we here, do and we, i had we, no idea i either did i either yeah. did
0: i um, he's also slimer in the real ghostbusters cartoon and he played the voice of the evil transformer megatron in the transformers cartoons mm-hmm. the movies and the video games he is cartoon royalty for sure um, then we had alan melvin who was the voice of horace the hawk <laughs> which i have lots to say about horace same Mm-hmm. um but he is best known for doing a ton of different voices but most notably um a character in the hana uh, the hanna-barbera universe called magilla gorilla um which i never really knew magilla but i know what he looks like um and then we have lucille bliss who played the field mouse and she's best known for playing smurfette on the mm-hmm. smurfs mm-hmm. a lot of smurfs here um But she's even more well-known for playing the wicked stepsister, Anastasia, Mm. in the Walt Disney 1950 classic, Cinderella. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Isn't this crazy? This is that amazing, talented cast Mm -hmm. in this show. And then, lastly, I want to mention Janet Waldo played the little girl and Mrs. Bird. And um, she has two major roles. She has played uh, Josie of the Josie and the Pussycats cartoon, which inspired one of my favorite movies. And um, she was also... Judy Jetson in the uh, Jetsons.
2: This is really incredible. I know it's a huge cast. What What about um, this uh, Hetty Lynn, herdez yeah, who just played additional voices.
0: Yeah, that's all she did in her career.
2: <laughs> Doc looked her up,
0: and I was like, I'm not going to tell it. Anymore. Oh,
2: sorry. They just <laughs> needed somebody else to fill in these other one-off. Those things other random, they yeah, there were for. so
0: many. So, uh, yeah, it's an all-star cast, all-star director, all-star writer. Um, which makes me happy. Now let's talk about the music though, because you Mm. found out. Yes. Um, so
2: the, so last time all Barry Manilow, but they were songs written about the storyline. Correct. Right. This time around, uh, one of the first songs that I remember hearing was to love and be loved, which is by a Roberta Flack.
0: Yes. You know, Roberta, I'll show you how, you know, Roberta soon.
2: If you do. okay. I don't I don't know the name. You you ask You'll me You'll know like, the songs. You asked me to put a like show me a picture of somebody and I say who is who this? She is I wouldn't know. You asked me to say name who sings that song, I don't know. But do I know the song? Yes. You will. So there, the other song that came later is called When Autumn Comes, mm-hmm. and those are just real songs in real life. They are. But they fit so nicely. They're beautiful songs,
0: actually. Yeah. They fit really nicely. I
2: loved the... I actually added To Love and Be Loved to my Spotify Aww. list. So every year I start a new Spotify list. So this one's titled 2021. Oh, Real original. Hey. And the new songs that I find in that year are the songs that I'm kind what of obsessed with. I add them to it. And I've been doing this since back in like 2000. 2013 something what a fun idea yeah, yeah. so I'll start that in january In different like segments of my life i have these different that's playlists. so fun it's almost
0: like a diary mm-hmm. oh that's cool it's interesting to see that. how
2: things have changed
0: i yeah i think i'll start doing that in january mm-hmm. I know well i've done it too like, with like you know.
2: relationships or mm-hmm. other experiences i'm having in life where um a Like I've, I've one song titled Ready to Lose just because that's the name of the very first song I put on it. Mm. But you know, they were just songs that maybe a a certain person introduced me to, or that kind of came to be part of my life during that relationship.
0: Interesting. I love this idea. Mm
2: -hmm. Hmm. You can, you can use it.
0: I'm going to steal it. Um, now you also told me, I don't remember if you told me, but you told me, um, that Johnny Marks who wrote all the songs for this show. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what you told me about him?
2: He wrote the songs for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He did. He wrote the
0: songs for Rudolph, the animation special of Rudolph. We have a
2: serious lineup here. Yeah,
0: this isn't crazy. So talking about legend Roberta Flack, um, so you have already mentioned To Love and Be Loved and When Autumn Comes. Um, The other songs that she is saying are The First Time I Ever Saw Your Face, Tonight I Celebrate My Love With You, With Peebo Bryson tonight. That's all I can do because we we don't got the money. I was like. (laughs) Uh, But she is the first ever performer of Killing Me Softly.
2: Are you kidding? No.
0: Which was then redone by Lauren Hill.
2: Wow. And
0: hers is amazing. I listened to it last night and I was like, oh my God, I totally know who Roberta Flack is. Mm. Um, You should definitely hear her. You just didn't
2: know. I just didn't know that I knew who she was. was. Yeah.
0: So this cast is legit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think this is probably the most famous cast we've probably ever had on this show. So far. Um, we got cartoon royalty. We've got writing royalty. We've got
2: music, music royalty. royalty. Like, this is crazy. We have like a legendary Christmas yeah. special that still airs today. I
0: guess somewhere. It must. I don't uh, know where. Every,
2: every winter season, you see it on somewhere. The Tiny they play Tree? All, no, no, no. I'm oh. talking about Rudolph. Oh, I thought you were talking
0: about Tiny <laughs> Tree. I was like, where? No,
2: no. I just mean like the Rudolph, connections yeah. too. Yeah. Every season, you, you, they still play it with they, all the classics.
0: It's, oh, God oh so wonderful. Well, I guess we should talk about the actual show itself at this point. Unless you have yeah. any other fun facts you wanted no. to bring up. Oh, no, okay.
2: let's let's get into the show because yeah. something can I start?
0: Yeah. Something I
2: find the most interesting about it is that it's a Christmas story that's not really about Christmas.
0: Exactly. I was like, where is this going? So it starts with our narrator, uh, who's a A badger badger. yeah squire badger Mm -hmm. and he's decorating uh for christmas singing our first there are there's a lot of singing in this there's a Mm -hmm. lot of songs Mm -hmm. maybe some of them are like 15 seconds long but he starts off singing um i heard the bells me too there's a lot of singing though at one point i was like man i gotta stop typing because there's so much singing Mm -hmm. i gotta catch up with. Mm -hmm. so he starts off by singing a little short version of i heard the bells on christmas day Which is odd because you don't hear that's not a common song in in uh, Christmas specials Mm -hmm. that I've heard in a long time. It's also not a I mean it's it's a it's well known enough that people know that song, but not like it's not like Jingle Bells where people are like oh let's sing a Christmas song. You're not gonna bust out uh, the bells on Christmas Day Um, when he's interrupted by two little rabbits uh, who were super cute. I don't know their names and they didn't. I don't
2: know that they were named.
0: Yeah, I didn't think so.
2: (laughs) But something I noted. When I watched this, like one had a a bit more of a feminine presentation and was wearing pink. Yes. And the other one had a bit more of a boy, little boy presentation and it was wearing blue and I immediately was like, I hate this. Yeah.
0: There was a lot of gender assignment to animals in this.
2: Well, yeah, all of them had genders. They
0: all had a gender assignment, which was interesting.
2: I changed my opinion later because there was another character that the character kind of presented as female like they were kind of a a female Mm -hmm. character um and we can kind of we have no choice but to kind of speak in the binary here because it's yeah you know not apparent otherwise (laughs) right um but i think it was a bird maybe but she was like wearing blue and i was like yes okay so maybe they are gonna not get super stuck on that gender well, I, I have lots of thoughts when we get to yeah. Horace. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> so they ask him to tell him a Christmas story and he says, I will tell you a story about Christmas, but it doesn't have anything to do with toys or Santa Claus. And I was like, okay. So is it going to be... So my immediate first thought was we're going to do a like a Christian almost a christianity style story and it's going to reflect you Mm. know jesus and stuff like that that's where my brain went when you said when you said no toys or santa i was like okay then it's got to be going christiany because again never saw the show
1: Yeah.
0: yeah um so he tells them about tiny tree and tiny tree uh is super cute um he's not i don't think he's that tiny i was very really confused why they kept calling him tiny tree but i guess because the other trees must be a much larger but it was just like I don't
2: know. yeah he was like a new guy i yeah. guess a little little guy a little guy and not big enough to be cut down for lumber that's because right that's what the other big trees were experiencing Still,
0: so tree murder but um <laughs> i mean the tree had a face <laughs>
2: This one did. The others did not.
0: um, He was a... I did love this. I thought it was really cute. He was a whispering pine. Mm -hmm. So he never talked. You just heard...
2: Mm-hmm. when the wind
0: would blow on his leaves mm-hmm. and that was tiny tree talking mm-hmm. i thought it was su- what a cute he idea was also
2: the gathering point everybody yes. came to him
0: everybody came to tiny tree mm-hmm. like he was i don't think he was their leader but they just i think they all really looked they up just to him
2: loved the tiny tree. they did love tiny tree it was so they cute. did are now are we gendering him or did the show gender him as a he
0: i feel like the show gendered him but think- maybe we are gendering too well-
2: I feel like it did too, but then I'm just trying to check my binary bias here. Yeah, and my I, bias.
0: I guess I feel like they called him he. Yeah. If not, then we just, our bias came through.
2: <laughs> um, We're checking it now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, he then tells them that it was Groundhog Day, which is a really interesting time to start a story.
2: Because mm-hmm. I was like, well,
0: this is a Christmas story, and you're starting after Christmas in February.
2: Yeah, Groundhog Day is either, like, more winter, or it's summertime. But, right? If the groundhog sees a shadow, yeah, it's, yeah. it's either like, more wait, winter, going, or, yeah,
0: it's six more weeks of school. Yeah,
2: but, but you're going into <laughs> summer, which is the opposite right. direction it was of Christmas. Really, it was just a really
0: <laughs> weird start. So, Mr. Ground, also, all of a sudden, we see all these... Animals come out of nowhere because it's Groundhog Day. And we meet our main, most of our main cast, which is Mr. Groundhog, Mr. Mole, Turtle. Um, Mrs. Bird is there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the mouse is there too. Mm-hmm.
2: The mouse was there. The
0: mouse was there. And then some some secondary characters that were uh, clearly additional voices uh, by
2: Hetty, Hetty, Hedy. 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 <laughs> well, in the Hawk. I don't remember him coming down. He did not
0: come to that. But... He was, we meet him later on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, um, so Mr. I guess it was the badger that was telling everybody like you know, if the groundhog sees mm-hmm. a shadow, blah blah. So the groundhog comes out and does not see. He does this cute little thing where he like tastes, licks his finger to see if the wind's blowing. Mm-hmm. Which just I don't know makes me think of my dad, but uh, it was really funny. Oh,
2: does your dad do I that? I don't think so,
0: but just, it just makes me think of like something also what's my dad the would point, do. right? Like uh, if you're well, golfing, if you're, if you're I wet, get it. and then you could feel if it's blowing no, this way.
2: but I, I get yeah, that. Like, if you're like golfing, I get it I if you're golfing and you want to know which way the wind's blowing. But what about in regular I, life? I don't, I don't know. It was so what bizarre. What do you use that for? Absolutely
0: bizarre. Um, And then they get all excited because they find out he doesn't see a shadow. And Mr. Mole's like, well, I'll go tell Tiny Tree. And then Turtle says, he'll go tell Mr. Frog. And, oh my god, this is my favorite scene. It's my favorite quote. It's my favorite character. It's everything. It makes me love it so much. Is Mr. Turtle gets his own short song called, Tell it to a Turtle. (laughs) Yeah.
2: <laughs> and isn't it all about the news traveling slowly? Yeah, it's all
0: about gossip traveling slowly. <laughs> he's like, if you've got a secret, you don't want it to get too far. Tell a turtle.
2: Well, oh, doesn't he end up like sleeping on a shell in a lake?
0: Yeah, because he can't wake up Mr. Frog. Mr. Frog has a Santa hat on. And he's some just like, oh, forget it. And he just starts floating and He's like, maybe I get to tell him next year. And I was like, <laughs> it was super cute. I love Mr. Turtle. In fact, I wish there was a Mr. Turtle toy because I would buy it. I would buy Mr. Turtle um he's so cute (laughs) i know we can find something and then we uh finally go and we meet (sighs) horace the hawk yes who we made sure to tell everybody multiple times that he was a vegetarian Uh, Because he's unlike any other hawk that they know. He's a vegetarian. He only eats vegetables and he's always hungry. Can we just talk for a second about Horace? Yes,
2: because I think we probably are going to say the same thing.
0: I'm pretty sure that vegetarian was code for gay. Um, Uh, Yeah horace <laughs> was very effeminate yes very um oh he's weird because he's only eating vegetables and i was like well,
2: and berries specifically ba- came berries. up several several times i
0: love but... to eat a berry
2: <laughs> did you voice Horace? Apparently, was that you apparently before
0: i was born I just...
2: yes you reincarnated <laughs> now as jason but you were previously
1: was the voice
0: of horace though there you go he was so gay
2: Oh, he was so gay, and it was. There were a couple of times they tried presenting him as like kind of aggressive and hawkly, and it, it, like the other people would be like, ah! but then it was like, no, there's nothing to be afraid nothing of
0: to here. Be scared of? He's Horace, Horace the Hawk.
2: Bizarre. Also, what was the point of the character overall? I asked that
0: same question. when we get to this there's a scene at the, the very yes. end that I think is the reason that we had to have something because it wasn't oh, going anywhere. Fair. Okay, right? fair. So, yeah, yeah.
2: But still um, we could have ended differently and not had Horace yes, at all.
0: Horace didn't have to be there at all. I think Horace was there to make fun of and be like Stayed in oh. his
2: tree up until that last scene.
0: Yeah, he was hardly he came down to get the onion and that was about it. So he, we meet him because we see Mr. Mole is digging through a vegetable patch mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. I called it an abandoned farmhouse, but I guess it was a farmhouse that was for sale
2: or for rent, for rent yeah. or something.
0: And he pulls out an onion. and He's like, it's "An onion!" And horse is like,
2: "Oh, that's what I,
0: that's what I want."
2: I'm a vegetarian. That's, I'm a
0: vegetarian. And uh,
2: <laughs> also, who eats an onion?
0: I, just raw, man. <laughs>
2: Just bite it in just like it's an apple. It.
0: And we learn that he and Mr. Mr. Mole are friends. Mhm. Um,
2: mhm. Yeah. They're friends.
0: <laughs> they friends. They friends. Mhm. Um. There was a. There's a. There's mm-hmm. there's something going on yep. there too. Yep. They
2: friends. And
0: uh, he gives the onion to Horace, and then, um, spring starts to happen, just kind of randomly. I will
2: say that. Because the groundhog didn't see a shadow.
0: Right. I almost got annoyed at the number of times the screen faded to black to show a transition because it was like spring, not summer. Now it's fall. Now it's winter. Like it was just boom, boom. And it'd be like it'd so be like twenty seconds of di- Yeah, it was like twenty seconds of dialogue. Then we'd be like, Okay, now it's winter.
2: Okay. Well, they also covered four seasons in thirty minutes. Twenty seven. Twenty seven minutes.
0: It's true, but I just felt it was a little fast. Well, maybe I wanted to see more of Mr. Turtle. That's kind of what I wanted. They should have just called they it Mr. Turtle's Christmas. They should have pulled
2: Mr. Turtle and more. He
0: deserved his own spinoff.
2: He d- Let's do that. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, so we moved to spring and all the animals gather around tiny tree to celebrate. And Mr. Groundhog comes up to tell everybody that there's a new family moving in to the farmhouse and that there's a little girl and as soon as they hear a little girl all the animals lose their mind and run off to go see if she wants to play with them
2: the caveat a little girl in a chair with wheels in a
0: chair with wheels and he's like i didn't get to tell them about that so yeah yeah. i guess but no but that's fine because i was like in a chair with wheels and i go okay my first thought was is that offensive but i guess it's not because you're coming from an animal's perspective that's probably like it's a chair with wheels
2: Well, but then you could argue, do they even know what a chair is? Right. How do they know what a chair or wheels are? Yeah. They obviously know what berries are. (laughs) Berries. And tiny tree. But, um, so. Somebody later, maybe it was Mrs. Bird actually calls it a wheelchair. Yes.
0: I think it was Mrs. Bird that called it a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And, um, they, I guess mr groundhog heard the dad's which is really weird but mr groundhog heard the dad say that the little girl was in a horrible accident and it'll be a long time before she can walk and play again um uh, but then the animals run up to her and they realize that she's i think you're right i think it was then at that point that mrs bird said she's in a
1: wheelchair mm-hmm.
2: well and they all thought like why did these animals why do they want to play with this random little girl so weird <laughs> but they were so excited to get to play with her oh my her. god
0: there was i don't yeah
2: but they learned that they they can still play yes, with yes
0: absolutely which was a nice little message mm-hmm. it was a nice mm-hmm. little message a
2: little representation there yeah
0: um they decided to cheer up by welcoming her to the meadow which i didn't know we were in a meadow i just thought we were in a forest but apparently it's a meadow <laughs> well, there's that a farm leads... so yeah. maybe
2: it's like the farm and then a meadow and then, and then the, the, the forest. forest just like so weird <laughs> but the meadow is where tiny tree is so That's they what introduce what her to tiny they tree.
0: do they do um they take her to Tiny Tree. Um, now, here's the one part that I thought was really weird. Mister Bad or Squire Badger says it was love at first sight between the little girl and yes. the tree, and I was like, I don't, I'm uncomfortable with that because I feel like maybe it could have been like when you think of love, you think of attraction in a way, right? Most sure, many you have people some sort do. of like
2: connection yeah. with a person, even if you love them platonically. yeah.
0: I just felt the way that it was insinuated is that it was more of a love love yes. and less of a well, friendship Well, but then love. we
2: listened to this whole song yes! called, uh, let me get it real quick, um, To Love and Be Loved. Yeah.
1: And
2: And it was all around these two meeting and like falling in love. I thought that was strange too. It was
0: weird. And then Mr. Mole digs a heart around them and draws an arrow through it like Mm -hmm. a valentine. And I I was like, I'm uncomfortable with this because I feel like I love Roberta Flack and she didn't do anything wrong. I feel
2: like... We love the music.
0: If they had changed two things. One, change the word love. Instead of saying like when Squire Badger said they fell in love immediately. It was love at first sight. Change that to it was friendship at first sight. They
2: were best friends immediately. And
0: take out the weird heart drawing from the mole. Like take out that altogether. Because it implied... It implied more than romantic feelings to me.
2: Yeah, Yeah, well and also... Like a, a human girl loving this tiny tree. At least I guess it was a tiny tree. So it was y- young. Yeah. Right? I kind of interpreted it at least as like it's a young tree. So we don't have this like age power dynamic issue necessarily. But it was weird. It was
0: weird because then I thought, oh, well, maybe the tree turns into a boy at the end. Like Pinocchio style. And I was like, okay, well, that could kind of make sense. Yeah. Well,
2: like, and then what? I tried talking myself through like, well, if we think of it from like... They present differently, but they're and they represent different identities, Mm. like maybe, but also back in 1975, that's not what was actually happening. That is not happening. We can interpret it that way now if we want, but that's not what was happening.
0: Uh, It was kind of weird, but um, oh, the song's beautiful, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know.
0: So good job, Roberta. Uh, Then we quickly (laughs) transition, spring became summer, and I like this. They're like, it was too hot for everyone to hang out with Tiny Tree. (laughs) So,
2: so they all just stayed away. They
0: all just stayed away. But at night, which I thought this was super cute, they all came with their new families because mm-hmm. it's animals. They have you know little that they're babies and to They're gonna procreate, game. so they have like mm-hmm. lovers and well, children. Well, wasn't they're a
2: band. Well, Didn't yeah, that's what this leads into. Play like they,
0: a- they badger actually sings the song called a minuet for a clarinet. Papa,
1: listen to the tuba going pa But I'd rather hear the biddle with for clarinet, because it's a prettier tune. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Listen to the flute is going tweet, tweet, tweet. But I'd rather hear the minuet for clarinet, because it's a prettier tune. It's the minuet for the clarinet that will always be my melody, and that's why any other tune wearies me so soon. It's the wet for clarinet for me.
0: And all the animals dance and play musical instruments with plants?
2: Yes. Yeah. It's, it was kind of cute. It's very cute.
0: Mm-hmm. It's cute. It's weird, but it's cute. Mm-hmm. But the song like the words were just like it was such a weirdly sung song and it was like the minuet or clarinet. You're like, what's happening? <laughs> um,
2: Especially compared to the Roberta Flack songs that are very genuine songs. Right. In real life. Yeah. Being side by side with the tell a turtle a secret. <laughs> <song. laughs> and, and then this this clarinet song. But it's it is cute. They come together in the evening and they have they this little song and out. dance and, and the
0: little girl watches from her front porch, which was kind of weird because normally they would just take her to the tree, so I don't know why they made her stay on the front Maybe porch. Maybe
2: she but. had a curfew. Her parents, her parents made were her like, stay home hey, after the sun. Y- we understand. don't like the looks
0: of that tree you're talking <laughs> to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Freddie's gonna roll up on a motorcycle. <laughs>
0: Wait, wait. That tree looks like he's got a rough bark.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that was great.
2: It just came to me, too.
0: Oh, I wish I would have written that down. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, that was perfect.
0: They didn't want to have to make the tree leaf their property. <laughs>
2: is the matter of their property though <laughs> okay oh that's funny my eyes are almost watering
0: now. <laughs> okay anyway uh then we quickly learn from roberta flack that it is now autumn and i really liked the autumn song what's it called it's called um when autumn comes mm-hmm. And the animation is the changing of the tree leaves mm-hmm. which was actually kind of pretty
1: mm-hmm. like
0: that could have been like its own little mini special in itself um, there's a lot of like older style cartoons um, that you can buy like i always say the dollar store because that's where i find this stuff at but um compilation dvds where mm-hmm. they have like mini mini um christmas cartoons and i think that when autumn comes would fit perfectly mm-hmm. with something like that mm-hmm. because it's just it was its own little thing because it didn't have any of the animals in it. It was mm-hmm. just the leaves changing color. And the it was song. Really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Super pretty. Well,
2: and it, like, you kind of saw the breeze blow through. Mm-hmm. and... Yeah, it was really pretty. It was nice. It was really pretty.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for autumn to come here because it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate the summer. So. It's coming. I know. <laughs> um, then Badger lets us also know that autumn is a busy season for woodsmen who cut down trees for lumber or for firewood. And you brought this up earlier. We hear mm-hmm. the. Woodsman.
2: Mm-hmm. I kept trying to
0: call him lumberjacks, but he called them woodsman. So,
2: <laughs> what's the difference? Right.
0: They they looked at tiny tree, and what did they say about tiny tree? Do you He's
2: too what? little. He's
0: too little to be wood mm-hmm. or lumber, but the only thing he could ever be was a
2: Christmas tree. And I was like, oh, plot. and that's the first time Christmas came up.
0: Correct. And I was like, plot
2: twist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for a second, you were kind of worried for tiny tree. I did. I was like, well, what are they going to do to like, him? I mean, this child obviously loves this tree. Tiny tree what's gonna happen to him
0: yeah because i was like and Whoa. daddy doesn't
2: may not approve
0: well you know sometimes daddies don't
2: Wow. Well, speaking of daddy we were talking about those earlier entrapta uh, oh, um <laughs> she's such so a daddy
0: she oh she, well, yeah um now I thought it was interesting, though, that Tiny Tree got offended by that comment. Like, oh, I would never... This is my voice <laughs> for Tiny Tree. Well, I would never be a Christmas tree. Like, he was... Like They were just like, oh.
2: Would you rather get chopped down and become right. wood?
0: I was like, sir, you're. what, what else are you going to do?
2: <laughs> well, and it doesn't even talk about what kind of trees that the forest was. Right, it just says
0: trees. Yeah. You're right. You're, I didn't think Whereas about that. Whereas this you're was
2: right. a whispering yeah. pine or something. Whispering pine.
0: Um i think it was a book series too um then winter magically appears and and, there's
1: a big snowstorm
0: yeah it's not it's it's not like a normal winter i mean it's i was like my god where are you all at um it's it snows like every day for like a Mm -hmm. week straight and it was it's christmas so the little girl's dad a badger tells the kids that the little girl's dad had kept her presents and a beautiful christmas tree with a shining silver star on top in the town and he's going to pick them up when the weather let up the weather never did so it's christmas eve and he tries to go to town to get her presents and, her and
2: well and i thought it was interesting that you see him digging they they yeah. show the little trench yeah that he dug, but Tiny Tree was never under snow.
0: Like, like, yeah, no, nowhere like near the it.
2: ground around yeah. Tiny Tree was snow, but the house just got dumped on. Yeah,
0: it was like, oh well, here, sorry, welcome to the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, the snow is higher than your head.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was so intense. Weird.
0: Um, the animals talk about how they can't find anything to eat, which is kind of cute and sad at the same time. Because then it made me think, I was like, oh, no, I kind of want to go out in the winter and throw I berries. I mean, also,
2: shouldn't they be hibernating? So when i
0: going to throw some berries on the ground.
1: <laughs>
2: throw some cranberries yeah. out. Just going <laughs> to toss them out your window, see what happens. You
0: know, one Christmas, that's something my mom made us do. We uh, we took fresh cranberries and mm-hmm. we popped popcorn mm-hmm. and we strung, strung them on it. fishing line mm-hmm. and we wrapped uh, the two big trees we had in our house outside around it so you could feed the birds because yeah. they could see the berries and... Um,
2: yeah. Um,
0: it was kind of cute. I kind of, you know, I mean, I live in an apartment now, but I bet I could drape them around the yeah the banister. Or I was something. just
2: thinking, like when we were talking about th- throwing berries out, I was like, I want to do that. I don't have a tree in my yard to put my well in my backyard to put it in, but yeah, we could we could do we it. could hang it off. Of I would things. totally come
0: over and we can string up popcorn and On cranberries. The,
2: just well, then my dogs will eat it.
0: That's okay. I like your
2: dogs. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So the animals talk about they can't find any berries. We see Horace, who we haven't seen for since his only one scene before. But yes. like, I'm so hungry.
2: I need some berries. <laughs> yeah, the if berries. only I had some berries. And
0: Mr. Mole's digging around and he, he finds the only berry tree, which I was like, I don't think berry tree. Underneath really? the Under snow. Under a pile of snow. And the tree yeah. looks like it's totally fine.
2: Yeah. And he's <laughs> still talking green.
0: about. Yeah, it's still green. He's talking about how he's found all these berries and Horace goes back and forth for like 10 minutes, seems like, trying to figure out if she should go ask for one berry or not.
2: I just want one. Just want one. Just one berry. I'm
0: sure he won't mind. Um,
2: so this is where they present him as like uh, this big scary hawk. Yes. Right? Because he kind of dives out of the tree. He
0: does. It was kind of weird considering before he was kind of a dandy. Mm-hmm. Very dandy-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes down and he chases his friend, Mr. Mole, which was weird, too. Like, if they're Mm -hmm. friends, why wouldn't you just go down and say, hi, can I have a berry? Mm -hmm. Um, But he chases him through the snow. I thought it was really cute, because Mr. Mole was trying to climb up a (laughs) snowdrift.
2: And he wasn't making it. He was not. His little tail was shaking.
0: Did not know moles
2: had tails. But I guess they do. In real life, moles are really ugly. They've, like, real big hands. Or feet. I forget if they're in the front or the back. But they're big, and they have, like because they have to dig fingers yeah Yeah. and they dig but they don't really have faces no oh yeah this is a cute mole. i've seen one in real life like this summer oh yeah they're not cute in real life
0: um he catches mr mole and he starts eating the berries out
2: of his little basket but he doesn't stop rude he's like oh just one more just one more I, i can't just stop at one just
0: one more and then he realizes all the berries are gone and poor little mr mole is like
2: god you dick for my berries and then
0: horace becomes a predator he does which i also feel like may have been a slight to the community but oh god that's a mole (laughs) yeah
2: there's just a picture of a mole and
0: it's grossing me out they're very weird that is not what yeah look at those hands i don't that's what this
2: little mouth see i
0: like that with its mouth closed with its mouth open it's terrifying
2: (sighs) They're weird. They
0: look like aliens. Their
2: hands are weird. <laughs> they dig with the, like. Uh, anyway, sorry. No, I thought I'd get the shock factor. There showing was you what a mole looks like. Um, so, he turns horse, into a predator. He turns into a predator, which a hawk is a predator bird,
0: right? And he holds Mr. Mole up by his tail, which I feel like may have happened before, because Mr. Mole didn't seem freaked out for the first couple of seconds. And I was like, well, <laughs> Not at <laughs> first. <laughs> Um, but he starts to hallucinate, which is a, f- is, a is a cartoon trope where you the, the cartoon characters like out on a desert island start hallucinating food. I don't think people do that. I don't think I've ever been that hungry where I'm like,
2: oh, you look like a beret. I don't know that you've ever been on the verge of starvation, <laughs> though, Jason. Yet. So
0: <laughs> I'm a portly fellow. <laughs>
2: That's not even a, a. That's not even like a joke on that. Um, just in I, in dire situations. I, I don't
0: think you would still hallucinate people oh, or food. I think Do you? he
2: would. I think you really? would. Yeah. No.
0: So yeah. he imagines Mr. Mole as a giant. At first, berry. It was a berry, and mm-hmm. I think it's a strawberry. That's what I put down. Like it looked like oh, a strawberry I, at one point. I just
2: assumed it was the same berry of whatever kind of berry he was eating. And he gets ready to eat him, and somebody comes.
0: Well, all the animals freak out, yeah. right? Oh, and yeah, because yeah. they have to save Mister Mole, and they and don't know what
2: to do. They don't know what to do. You and
0: Mrs. Bird comes out of nowhere. And is like I don't know what to do. And you're like, what are you going to do besides peck him in the eyes? Like, what? All you all have to do is be like, put him
2: down. He's not a berry. We, we don't eat our friends. Don't eat our friends. <laughs> or maybe we do. Well, <laughs> this so
0: this is Mrs. this is where I thought was really weird. Mrs. Mole Mrs. Bird mm-hmm. goes to get the little girl, mm-hmm. and they they push her in her chair. She through can the wheel snow.
2: over in the snow, even though the truck had to be dug out yeah. of the snow. It's
0: so yeah. weird. The
2: the meadow just didn't get the same. I guess not. Same inches,
0: even though it's only like you know maybe twenty feet away, but whatever. Um. So the little girl gets there and she's like, <laughs> basically, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mister Hawk put down Mister Mole, and.
2: I think she actually says, we don't eat our friends. Yeah, I
0: think that's what she said. Mm-hmm. That may be what she said.
2: Mm-hmm. No.
0: And then... Uh, I think it is. He puts him down, and Mr. Mole is, like, legitly petrified <laughs> to the point where he can't move. He was
2: almost eaten by a hawk. He was
0: almost eaten.
2: <laughs> Non-consensually. He did not consent to that experience.
0: <laughs> and he... <laughs> so, this is the part that makes no sense. She... She's like, let me help you. And she bends down to get him, but falls completely out of her mm-hmm. chair into the ground.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're like, what's up? What's oh no, going what on? are we
2: going to do? And
0: then they all work together to lift her back in her chair. And I thought mm-hmm. about this and I was like, if you could pick her up and put her in the chair, why didn't you take her to the meadow half the time? Like, in the summer, when there was right, no snow. Right, that's just rude. Right, like, i all do it now.
2: Well, because it was too hot during the day, right? Yes, Remember? Yeah. And then she had a curfew, because Daddy said...
0: Because Daddy don't like the... <laughs>
2: tiny tree. <laughs> don't like the tree.
0: So they get her back home, and they watch her sleep in her bed, Well, and then...
2: hold on. When they put her in the chair, I thought for sure the miracle was going to be that, like, she got herself up.
0: Oh, yeah. And I,
2: I thought the miracle was going to be that, like, she walked to save
0: yeah that's that's true i from hawk that That didn't happen she fell out of
2: her chair instead
0: and just stayed there
2: (laughs) i was like drowning in
0: the snow until the animals were like we should probably save her
2: (laughs) it's kind of cold out Um, meanwhile dad's still not home
0: yeah so dad's not home and then later on we find out mrs bird says that the dad tried to get to town but the weather was so bad except apparently in the meadow that he couldn't get the tree and he couldn't get her presents. and they're like well how can we help her we feel so bad and um they go to tell tiny tree about it and then tiny tree remembers what the woodsmen woodsman say mm-hmm. which is that he'll only be good as a christmas tree and so mm-hmm. he tells everyone else that he wants to be her christmas tree and they're all like are you sure do you know what that means and blah 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 and then the animals do something which is really interesting because i i was honestly i was like are they gonna kill tiny tree and chop him down that's
2: what i thought so too um
0: but they end up digging him up by his roots which was really interesting And he me.
2: ended up being like, yeah, they like dug around him. Yep. And think of when you see trees traveling to go be planted, they have that like burlap sack yeah. thing around him. He had one of those. Yeah.
0: I don't know if it magically showed up or maybe Horace did some knitting on the side. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and uh, so they, and they had a sleigh for him to pull him down the hill out of right. nowhere. Again, yeah. you could have pulled that little girl up there at any time. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. And, and now
2: you have this weird strength to dig up yeah. this tree and move it.
0: And move it. So, and as they're moving it, they sing another song. They sing, uh, Caroling We Will Go. <laughs> Which is another normal mm-hmm. Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they said a Carol Caroling. We were gonna go. It was a little off, but it was whatever. Um, then they rebury him right outside of her, right outside of her window, um, yeah. so she can see him. And while they do that, they sing "Merry Merry Christmas" to you. <laughs> Um Then they rebury him right outside of her, right outside of her window, um, yeah. so she can see him. And while they do that, they sing "Merry Merry Christmas" to you, and they start to decorate him, which was super cute. Mm-hmm. They made snowballs, which was an interesting mm-hmm. choice for decoration. But As I was like, like
2: ornaments. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And they. It got fireflies Oh yeah, fireflies that was so were cute. Pissed. They were so mad They did not want to be part of well, this Well first of all
0: I don't think fireflies Are around in the dead of winter I feel like they're I'm pretty
2: sure they die off And like yeah, eggs and like... are frozen somewhere, yeah, somewhere And then they thaw out and hatch
0: <laughs> So they throw out this They catch them in a Was it a jar? Yeah they they're were helping
2: so... light something, something At one point yeah. they, they kind of showed up before this But then it was like Get out of this jar Yeah go sit and, on this tree And they made the twinkly lights
0: They did I think they threw some berries On the tree Which we don't know mm-hmm. Where they came from Because everybody didn't have Food, so Horace you're wasting food, all of them right? Horus, and then um, all of a sudden we notice that the snow clouds are—I called them snow clouds because it was clouds, but the clouds <laughs> in the sky. It's
2: also nighttime,
0: right? Uh, moved away, and they can see uh, that there is no star on the top of tiny tree and they realize that that's what i guess that the little girl wanted even though i don't think she ever said but whatever
2: well they noted earlier that dad had to go pick up the tree and there was a beautiful shining star on it
0: yeah so then um the morning they call it the morning star which was interesting and like i've heard it called the morning star the north star the christmas star mm-hmm. I, but i was surprised they called it the morning star but whatever
2: i mean maybe I, when I th- hear Morning Star, I think of like the brand of vegetarian. Food.
0: <laughs> it's the big star that, if you mm-hmm. follow Christianity, mm-hmm. led the mm-hmm. wise men to mm-hmm. baby Jesus. Um, but the star burst into this large, crazy light, hitting tiny tree and shining so brightly. That he looks like he's got a star on top mm-hmm. and then the star kind of breaks apart into like some dusty kind of thing and flows the light flows into the little girl's room and hovers over her while she's
2: sleeping, sleeping in bed mm-hmm.
0: and here's our miracle Yep, yeah.
2: she wakes up and she wakes like, up oh what's that
0: what's happening and then she walks
2: just after not walking for, for almost how, a whole year yeah she, she walks from her bed to the, to the window, window. Holding on to
0: nothing. Nothing. She doesn't hold anything.
2: I mean, we could talk about how unrealistic it is that a tree would actually survive being transplanted in the <laughs> middle of winter, but let's talk about this instead. Yeah. She would have gotten out of that bed and fallen flat on her flat,
0: face. Because of, what is it, atrophy? Muscles atrophy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, me no physical word.
2: therapy, that's
0: yeah. why people have to do it. Yeah. So, okay. Um She sees the animal, she sees tiny tree, and the animals see her walking, and they begin to sing a song called "Joyous Christmas," which is kind of cute. And and even Horace was out there Mm -hmm. giving it his all. And this, then it just ends. It fades Mm -hmm. to black. It's like nothing. Her parents don't walk in and be like, "It's a Christmas miracle." She doesn't
2: have like presents this morning. Nothing.
0: It just is like, "Oh, cool, here she is," and fade to black. Yeah.
2: You also never meet her parents at all she's the only like yeah. human representation yeah. maybe you hear her dad talk in the background i think
0: so because there's somebody who's credited as yeah. dad's voice but i never i don't even remember hearing dad
2: yeah and you hear the like the lumberman or the woodsman yeah but
0: yeah but that's it mm-hmm. it's so weird um okay well what was your first thought i already said mine what was your first thought when you started watching the show what did you first think about
2: yeah so i thought it was weird that the two kids just let themselves in like randomly went to this badger's house and was like hey let's let's just go hang out with this man Mm -hmm. that was strange um i didn't know what to expect i didn't immediately think um like it's gonna go the christian route what
0: did you think it was gonna go
2: i had i did i didn't i had no idea um my like csi brain was or you know svu was like brain was like something's gonna happen to these children <laughs> <laughs> except I... dun, dun. yeah <laughs> no. exactly um yeah i don't i don't know i didn't know what to expect just like a christmas story that's not about christmas all right what kind of lesson are we gonna learn yeah mm-hmm. okay all For right sure i thought horace was was a gay man
0: yeah what uh, did you have any favorite scenes or favorite quotes
2: oh the song to to love and be loved oh
0: okay good yeah yeah so pretty
2: yeah okay. absolutely like i'm not kidding i paused the show because i was casting from youtube on my phone on uh-huh. my tv paused it to go find the song and listen wow. to the song and look up the lyrics to the song wow
0: okay mm-hmm. impressive mm-hmm. i'm glad that i made an impact Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we, we kind of talked about it, but we we'll, we always ask, did you notice any gay or hidden gay characters oh, or elements? Yeah. We didn't wait on that. We did not. Cause it's Horace.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you think about it else? Mm-hmm. Mr. Mole?
2: Mm-hmm. My only other real thought was the, the tree represented some other identity. Mm, that you know, like that the, there's some sort of relationship here between the little girl and the tree. Yeah. What is that?
0: What is it? Yeah. But Horace was, to me, was like the most blatantly obvious. Watch oh, out for the gay. he's yeah. a predator. He'll turn yeah. his. He'll he'll turn on you. He'll try to eat you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe the tree actually could have been some sort of representation as, like, like the book Red, the little. Oh little yeah, kid the crayon. Red, where, yeah, yeah, where, where the the label the on the crayon Mm -hmm. says red but the crayon with wrapped in that red label is actually blue yeah so the tiny tree maybe wasn't a tree at all
1: Mm.
0: i still was surprised that tiny tree did not turn into a boy (laughs) because Mm -hmm. that song made me go what's going on here Mm -hmm. um okay well let me ask this then on a scale of one to five with five being the best how many rainbow candy canes would you give this special uh four okay why four
2: because i i liked the message mm-hmm. right i uh enjoyed the different approach it took on a, a christmas is it a christmas classic probably not but i liked it i actually would watch it again okay okay i didn't so but i would
0: i i also give it a four i almost gave it a four and a half but i took away some points one because i hate horace's Blatant homophobia, mm-hmm. what it was. Um, not Horace displayed it, but Horace was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hated the quick transition. <laughs> but I also hated the ending because it wasn't like, it was just like, hey, she can walk by.
2: Well, and they gave her the gift of this tree. I mean, I think the true ending was them coming together as her friends and like yeah. giving her this little Christmas tree so that she still had something to look forward to yeah, and be excited I, about. I
0: think we could have taken out Not the miracle of walking. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I maybe yeah. I would have liked it better, but um, yeah, I give it four. Um, I say it's a classic because I actually will watch this again every year. Mm-hmm. I think.
2: I, I would watch it. Yeah. Well, if, if I could find it on DVD. Oh, I was looking. if I could find a better quality. Yes. Because you can tell when we're watching it on YouTube, you know, it's it was made in 1975 and we're watching some sort of like YouTube recording, recording that is on of YouTube yeah. of it. And that was a little brutal sometimes. Yeah. It was a little rough. It wasn't. It was yeah. fuzzy. Yep. Right. Um, felt like I needed to put my glasses on the yeah. whole time. Um, but if I had kind of a more modernized... Mm-hmm. A, what do they call that? A re uh, n- No, Not. Well, is reimaging what they call it when they like remaster? Retouched? No, they, remaster. They remaster, it's remaster this old classic. Yeah. But it's still the same kind of animation. It's still the same storyline they just
0: clean it up clean it up and make yeah. it look
2: good if i had that i'd absolutely watch
0: it again uh, yeah i would totally buy it. after i watched it the first time because i have to watch it twice everybody uh because <laughs> i watched it the first time so i can get what it's about and then i watched it the second time so i can type up the notes um i was excited to watch it the second time most of these specials I am not. Mm-hmm. They are str- some of them are a real struggle to get through the second time. This one, however, some of
2: them are struggle to get through
0: the, the first time. time. That's true. We
2: haven't had that experience.
0: No, yours have been pretty you good so have. far.
2: I'm a good picker. You are a good picker, except for when it comes to
0: relationships. Yeah, I'm to find you the right berry. Um, <laughs> God. Stupid auras. <Horus>. Oh, Horus. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, my gosh. So much fun. Um, well, I guess there's only one thing left to say. Merry Kristen? Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. In
2: <laughs> September. You
0: know what? We are, we are only three. That's
2: crazy.
0: Three months away because yeah. we got October, November, and December. We're in the Burr months. So that's yeah. really exciting. And uh, Well, and today's
2: yeah. the 19th. So, you know, plus five days. Yeah.
0: We're almost. Yeah. We're about three months away. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming out again.
2: Uh, yeah. So I fun. I appreciate you. Okay, yeah. well, till next September. Okay, Merry <laughs> Christmas. Merry Christmas.
1: Happy Joyous Christmas, Joyous Christmas, fill your heart with good cheese.
0: Just when you think the show can't get any worse. It's time for Naughty Ned's White Elephant GIF. I love ending each episode hearing a Christmas memory or tradition. And I invited my friend Kristen back to tell us one of hers. If you'd like to share a Christmas memory or tradition, don't forget. You can email us at, at gmail.com and I'll read it on the show. Or you can simply leave us a 60-second or less voicemail at anchor.fm/keepingtheyuletaggay.
2: I know last time we talked about how my grandparents always had a big New Year's Eve party. Uh, And with all of the the gatherings that we have at my grandparents' house, there's always food involved. And certain family members always end up being asked to bring certain things, uh, depending on if we're having brunch or dinner or finger foods. Uh, one constant kind of finger food appetizer tapa type thing that my family was always responsible for bringing is the pickle roll ups, which I've heard them called different things, too. But it's typically we would use ham and. Uh, A slice of ham cream cheese and then you get a pickle spear roll it up in it and then slice it and then we would uh stab them with toothpicks so you could just grab the toothpick and eat it that was the the kind of go-to finger food that my family would bring but then if we're actually having a meal and this stuff is not complicated maybe that's a testament to our ability to cook coming from my house um we would also always bring Corn casserole. For anybody who doesn't know what corn casserole is, it's basically corn, creamed corn, and cornbread, all mixed together (laughs) and baked.
0: Well, that wraps up this month's episode. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Old Tide Gay. Don't forget, if you love the show, to subscribe so you can be notified when new episodes air. And you can check out my other podcast, Gabbing with Gason, on most major podcast apps. Make sure you continue to check out GabbingWithGason.com for more information about both shows and past episodes. We hope you come back for our next episode as we continue to put the mess in Christmas. Bye. listening to keeping the yuletide gay the first noel oh christmas tree we wish you a merry christmas bring a torch isabella the 12 days of christmas and silent night the disco edition are provided by freexmasmp 3com other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of the individual copyright holders and they are used for purposes of commentary and review no infringement is intended